0: Hi, and welcome <laughs> to episode 61 of the Great Owners of Your podcast. My name is Andre, and uh, with me today is not my uh, ordinary co host aside. He uh, had other things to do this evening when we were recording, apparently, but with me instead, I have a guest. It is the head coach of the Costa Crusaders U19 team, Pal on the Folsomun. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. thanks for having me.
0: It's good to have you on. Uh, y- you were in Kvansla a few weeks ago, so we, we got to see you uh, in person not too long ago.
1: Yes, uh, that's a game I uh, uh, hope to get a rematch of uh, later on. Uh, it was <laughs> good to see you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, I- I'm, I- I'm hoping we get that rematch as well. That, yeah. that was a fun game two good teams, I think I think that would be a nice final, don't you think?
1: I, I think there's four teams here that's really close to each other in terms of level. I uh, I think that will be... Whoever makes it is going to be a good good game, but of course you want to be there yourself.
0: Yeah, of course. And I think we have three great games in front of us in these playoffs, but we'll get into uh, a bit more of that later. Uh, let's just begin with Paona uh, Pia. Do you... How, or how did you get involved with football in the first place here?
1: Well, I started in the, the uh, Costa Crusaders uh, established in 1991. I joined the team uh, through a contact in 1992. That was the first year we had a team that played games. And I joined mid part of that, uh, that season. Uh, that was Division 2 back then. Um, and, and then I got hooked right away. Uh, felt this sport was for me. Uh, I played soccer and hockey before and then... Uh, got addicted to football. Um, played from 92 till 2003. Uh, went to college for four years. Uh, played uh, an NIA school called uh, tri, uh, Tri-State University. is called Trine today. Um, and then played uh, uh, yeah, Super Serum with Costa Crusaders up till 2003.
0: Uh, That's awesome, man. It, tri- Tri-State, is that the... New York, New Jersey, that area. It, and the it's North in
1: Indiana. East. A small engineering school in Indiana. It's it's a D three school now, and they changed their name to Trine. Um, oh, okay.
0: I, I, I just see. associated with tri-state area. I was like, huh? Could it be there? No. <laughs> uh,
1: I think there's quite a few tri-state areas uh, in the states. Yeah. With all the states connecting, so uh, yeah, it's a common I name. Get
0: Wow, 92 to 2003. So you were with Costa really from the beginning there, though?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, took a few years off after I left or after I quit playing. And then, of course, when my oldest son started to play, Albin, I came back and got involved again. Uh, that was 2016 uh, with the U13 and, and uh, stayed in U13 up to last year, actually. Uh, and then... I thought it was pretty cool to to have the U19 team which these two years born 2003 and 2004 was was my first U13 um group. Um and then I talked my brother into it and and then Tracy has his son playing as well for this team so that's how we got this <laughs> U19 coaching staff together.
0: And, and your brother is uh, Christian. Christian, also,
1: correct. Right? Correct.
0: Yeah. He's uh, he's quite a bit younger than you, isn't he?
1: Yes, he's uh, eight years younger than me.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, that's almost the same difference I have with my older brother. We're seven years apart, so no, it doesn't seem that strange. But w- what years were you uh, in in the states then?
1: I played uh, nineteen ninety six to ninety nine, graduated two thousand. Um, Kicked. That was my position uh, in the states. Um, I think. I think actually, I might be the Swede that scored the most points in college, if you exclude sure. these NFL Carlson's um, <laughs> that didn't play much in Sweden. Uh, so at least I have something to brag about.
0: <laughs> I mean that that is a good one. That is a good one. So you you were involved with football from '92 to 2003, and then you took a break but started coaching then in 2016 is that right
1: correct and you never coached before that i've helped out you know here and there but that that's pretty much was the the beginning and i thought u13 level is is what i had enough time and and capacity to do and and my role in this u19 team is more of a high five coach and i let tracy and, and christian do their magic and i make sure everything is organized and Bus, buses are booked and uh, football fields are booked, and I'll do more of a, a leader role than or team manager role than than coaching. I have special teams, Um but then I let them do offense and defense, and they do a fantastic job. So I have yeah, not much I, to I, add there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've, I've kind of understood that that, that you've uh, sort of absorbed a, a managerial role as the head coach, like a, like a true head coach <laughs> really should. If you yeah. have the rest of the coaching staff in place
1: and we have the luxury of having a lot of people helping out um, with the senior season being finished in the spring um, there's uh, you know players available to help out uh, we have Matias and Isaac Berg and we have quite a few guys helping out around the team Jakob Badwal also so uh, it's a good staff
0: how many coaches are uh, on your coaching staff right now <sighs>
1: I mean, not not everyone is there at the same time, but we are around ten people that helps out um, uh, in in various positions. So,
0: so it's kind of like some people show up every now and then, or they're yeah, depending
1: on work. So it's it's been yeah. uh, it's been okay. a way. So I mean, there's always four or five coaches at practice uh, to make it efficient and and. Also helped. I mean, it's it's of course you want to win and, and fight for the championship, but it's also development and and, and build something for the future. Um, and bringing these older guys in is also a little bit of a culture thing that I think is important as well.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's awesome. We've said that a lot on the podcast that we we wished more people like gave back to the sport sport and gave back to their clubs to come in and help out coach in whatever capacity you can because that's that's sort of what moves the
1: sport forward we have we have to get more people involved I think that's the thing limiting limits us to grow uh, and, and take the next step and uh, I think we've been fortunate in Costa because we have quite a few players now coming back that have kids playing um, and that you know that way they come back even though they quit two years ago and, and be part of uh, you know, coaching, helping around the team—you uh, know, whatever it could be—and I think that's the the key for growth.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, and you guys in Calsta, you had a dominant senior team for many years. So, like that, the, there are quite a few people with a lot of football knowledge, I guess, in that area. So, you guys should have a lot of resources at your disposal.
1: Yeah, no, but it's it's uh, you know, you have to recruit them. Uh, and recruit their kids, I guess, is the best way to get them back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yep.
0: But if we uh, change our focus to uh, what's been happening this season, then. Uh, you guys uh, are in the playoffs, as we've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh but, but you could see a very clear dividing line in our series. And it's the four playoff teams are all very close. And then the teams that either dropped out or didn't make the playoffs, they're, they just weren't quite on the same level, so to speak. How, how have you viewed the series? I, I think it's been incredibly close between those four teams.
1: No, I agree. I mean, we lost two of them and and, and one uh, of those games. Uh, all of them being very close. Um, it, it's, I don't know, it's been both good and bad. I think we played AIK the first game and we played a very tight game with them. Uh, and I think maybe they, their development through the year, uh, you know, declined instead of going the other way. And I think they were very dependent on one, one player. Um, and of course, we did not have film on him. <laughs> when we play him and I can't, you know, the way when you start getting film of everyone, it's, you have to develop. Otherwise you're going to get shut down. And I think that's what happened with them. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: I, I think that guy also missed their last two games. So like if yeah. you're heavily dependent on one player and then he doesn't play in your last games, then. Well, you're you're kind of screwed. You can't do much if you've relied on that guy.
1: Now, and of course, they have. You know, I don't know how many you know colors they had on their helmets, and and they it's better than than not having a team, of course, but it, it makes it difficult for them to organize his practices and and implement new things and do installs when you're a combination of five six teams. Uh, so, I mean, my hat off to them to put it together, and and they did their best, but uh, and I think they were quite young also in their team. Um,
0: yeah, I, that's what I've understood as well. Like they've been building pretty good U17 teams the last few years, so like they they were ready to take the step to U19.
1: But yeah. and they have something good coming. Like and we lost the to them with U17, so they had a good, a really good U17 team. So I think that's uh, they have something good coming there for sure. And
0: Thank you me. were mentioning something about Taylor Yeah, there as well. I think
1: was. But they were short players and of course that, there were too many games for them and in the end they they couldn't yeah. make it. But um, And I think I wrote that to you guys. I mean, those two because that was a part of both of those teams during the age groups in, in Dukes were quite good. Um, and I expected them to be a contender. Um, so it would have been interesting to see what they could have pulled off if they had five or six more players. I think they would have been dangerous in the playoff.
0: Yeah, I, I think if if there's anything I've been really disappointed by this season is the fact that well, Toyota couldn't finish out the year. Oh. Like that. It, of course I don't, I don't blame them. I don't blame their players or anything, but it's it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Just sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. And it's, yeah, it's very, very disappointing when you start the season with seven teams in a series and end it with only five being able to complete it.
1: Yeah. But it's better than last year. So we're going in the right direction and we get more teams. And we didn't have a team last year either. So it's uh, for us, this is the first year to come back and hopefully hopefully maintain this for, for the coming years.
0: Yeah, I think, I think we mentioned it on the U19 preview pod, actually. But do you want to explain more behind the decision why you guys didn't have one
1: last yeah, we, year? But... Uh, Josef Anguso, um, he's also one of the coaches, actually, in our team. But he had the U19 in, in 2019 when they won the gold. Um, and, of course, 2020, we had a few players that graduated, or, or, or what do you want to call it, and, and the, the roster was a little thinner. But we decided to play anyway, and we...
0: i mean that that twenty twenty team in costa was pretty good uh i i think we uh, lost you
1: um yeah there was a tight game there against abby in the semi final um in twenty twenty um and then yeah, i think you guys won the gold that year um, yeah we,
0: uh I, I honestly i was quite happy <laughs> when uh, <laughs> We didn't have to face you guys a third time that season because those were some tough games in 2020. Yeah. We had we had one win and one loss against you guys, and they were both like what twelve a twelve point game and a fourteen or twenty one point game. Like yeah, they, they, they were so. they were they were good games and they were fun to play. But like uh, we we we'd rather uh, play the seventeen man roster that Tabby had that year yeah. than. <laughs> Have the face your Te- best squad coming down.
1: Tebby was good that year too. But the, uh, then we decided we didn't have it because we've had a tradition of having uh, a Division 2 team as well, or development team. Um, and with the, with the pandemic and everything happening at the same time, we also didn't have the resources. So uh, not to lose track of these uh, weekend warriors and, and also get some of the young players coming in, playing time and the rookies. We decided to postpone U19 for one year last year and then put our focus on the development team. Um, and, and then we also had a few guys doing the the army training thing as well. So uh, it would have been difficult for us to have to field a team. Um, but this year we had a good staff, you know, a, a good group of guys. Plus we had a good U17 that we can use some players from because the, the seasons are not at the same time. Um, yeah, yeah I,
0: I think all that sounds... It sounds like it makes a lot of sense, honestly.
1: And of course, we we are kind of isolated. We don't have the luxury of, of working together with a bunch of teams and and get players from from other areas around. we we have what we have, and and we have to make sure we have the numbers ourselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we, we have uh, quite a bit that we can get from other teams at this level because th- there aren't many teams here down in Skövde that are able to play at the U-19 level. So it's sort of like if, if these kids want to continue playing, it's us if you're in, in Eastern school or Blekinge mm-hmm. and it's Malma if you live in Western school So it's n- not really that much to choose from.
1: These <coughs> kids. Understandable.
0: But yeah, you you guys, you have... Uh, you have Orobrug kind of close, but they've had a... Some sort of cooperation with Teos. So the last and three and, years.
1: I, and uh, for the people who are listening to this now, but it's a rivalry. You know, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't worked a lot together. Now we had a couple of guys from from U fifteen playing with us this year because they didn't have a U fifteen. But other than that, it's been very few times that we worked together in the youth part. And I think it's good if both both teams strive to have their own teams. I think that's the best. Uh, yeah, of course. And then hopefully we'll we'll be able to continue this. Now we have some really strong groups coming up now with the with the U seventeen and the U fifteen did really well this year as well. So if we're able to maintain and keep them interested to play football, I think it looks good for football in Karlstad, for sure.
0: I mean your U fifteen team, I saw I saw their scores uh, from the season, and I also ref uh, their final at uh, Duke's tourney. And my God, that is a unit of a squad that you15 team you guys have up there
1: yeah I, I mean they they did a great job the coaches did a great job the players i, I think I don't think we were under 20 players at any practice all year um, and we most most of the times it was like 90 95 percent attendance um, and of course then you uh, if you have talent you have the coaches and the players are there then uh, you get the results so uh, it's it's cool to see. And they didn't get scored on, I think, all, all year, uh, which is quite impressive.
0: That is definitely an achievement. My God, that is impressive. But uh, getting back to uh, U19 then, uh, the last... Game of the season was uh last weekend. Uh, neither of us were involved in that one, but Tabby they absolutely demolished AIK in the final game of the season. It ended 55 to zero, and uh, Tabby I think recovered two onside kicks early in the game. They they had the a, a target score, I think, of 43 points <laughs> yeah. they needed to get to. Uh, get a semifinal at home and they were determined to get there. So they got the ball back a few times and they were going to make sure that they got past that point and they did. So um, unfortunately my team, the Predators have to travel up north, but we'll we'll make do. I think we have a good shot in that in that game Uh, because tabby plays second and we place third, the Predators and uh, you guys that you're gonna be playing the Marvels in the in the semi final.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, am I wrong in saying that that's gonna be played in Malmo?
1: I think we're still waiting for a decision there. I, I know they put the game there, um, and and we we kind of sent into the to Sweden that they uh, they applied as Gothenburg. The game should be played in Gothenburg, and for us that's an extra thousand k in, in cost to go down there. Um, So there's still been a discussion going on. So we'll see what the outcome will be. But we'll play on the road anyway. So that's... Yeah.
0: That's kind of... Yeah, I I think... I'm I'm making assumptions here, but I guess they put that game uh, in Malmö because they had two games in Gothenburg already and only one in Malmö. And with the way that they're working together, these teams... I think they wanted to equal it out to have two games in each location. Then could be, could be,
1: but it's at the same time for us. It's we have not forced them to work together. That's something they've been working on. So that's uh, well, we'll see what they, what the outcome is. We'll play where we're forced to play. So that's that's no problem. But it will be a good game. So we're looking forward to it.
0: And uh, I mean, so so this is a uh, you four against one matchup you you guys are technically the fourth seed here but honestly if i was putting betting odds on this game i think you guys would probably be the favorites
1: well i heard you guys on the last podcast there i i know and of course it's all based on oliver and thomas might be with the with the men's team for the for the national team there but we're not sure. We we don't get any feedback if they're gonna play both games or not. Uh, they I saw just just before this podcast here that they released the uh, the roster for the the Serbia game this coming Saturday, and they're both on there. So we'll see. But it, you know they have some good running backs there anyway, and and uh, they are a, a solid team uh, for sure. So we have all the respect for Gothenburg and, and what they can do. Plus we lost uh, at home against them, so uh, it's it's a strong team, and they have a big a big roster as well
0: yeah i do think they have a a good solid team overall but how close it has been between all the four top teams i think when a team like gothenburg loses their top two players because i think we can quite unequivocally say that those are their two best players otherwise they wouldn't be making the senior
1: national team yeah of course of <laughs> course and I think Oliver is extremely special and uh, uh, he's a cheat code uh, for sure and I uh, and, and uh, I think they had 45 yards against us in the first half and then they start feeding him the ball and he was boom 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 three plays and it was a touchdown so uh, he sees something special
0: yeah for sure I I mean we discussed that during the spring me and aside that uh, he had some absurd stat line uh, in the Super Series where he had had like three carries for over 100 yards. And you're like, what? Is he averaging 30 <laughs> yards per carry out here? What's going on?
1: Uh, his max speed when he hits the hole is is something I haven't seen in Sweden. And, uh, and I think a lot of players are getting surprised when he uh, uh, comes at them and they misjudge his speed uh, because he's just flying through tackles. Uh, very impressive.
0: Yeah and I mean he's he's just been racking up touchdowns this season. So I, I I I honestly think if you take away every point that Oliver has scored this season, Gothenburg uh, probably only has uh, two or three wins.
1: <laughs> Still make the playoffs. So that's um...
0: <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: No, but we, I mean, we looked at it, they, they lost surprisingly to Tabby, but they, they missed a lot of players against Tabby, uh, to be to be fair to them there. They had I think half their defensive backfield was gone, they lost uh, two players against us that didn't dress uh, against Tabby, I saw. So there they will be a different team than they had against Tabby. So that will be a good matchup.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it's still going to be a good game, but uh, it- Here's my perspective. I, I think if, uh, if Oliver and uh, Thomas suits up for uh, their U19 team, they're probably favorites to win by, by about the same margin that they beat you guys in the regular season. <laughs> but I, I would honestly flip, almost flip that uh, if uh, they're not playing.
1: Well, we'll let, we gladly give them the the pressure of being the favorites, playing at home, and winning the <laughs> series. So that's. <laughs> uh, hey so hey now, say. I'm I'm actively trying to transfer uh, that pressure onto you guys. <laughs> uh, that's fine. No, but I I think we had a good shot, though. We we. Uh, I think I lost you again. No, I, against uh, Gothenburg, we, we, they scored the first twelve points on mistakes from our side, uh, and I think that was the big, the big factor in that game. Uh, we were down twelve nothing after five minutes. We fumbled on their twenty-yard line, and they scored on that. And then just like we did against you guys, and then we had a block punt against us, so they were up early. Um, mm. Them. Those blocks are brutal. Yeah, and then of course you can't do that against good teams. You can't afford that. So we we have to, we have to do our thing uh, if we're gonna win.
0: And uh, w- w- one other thing about your team, you, your uh, starting quarterback, he didn't really play much in the first few games. It was some lingering injury, right?
1: Well, Albin Albin played with the seniors. He came in in the semifinal, um, got banged up in that game. Uh, We knew we were going to have a tough road ahead of us with the U19. Um, The first game against AIK, we knew was the key to make the playoffs. We had to win that one. Um, So we were, should we dress him? What do we do? Then he got sick on the bus down to to AIK um, and couldn't play. And our U17 uh, quarterback, Jacob, came in and did a fantastic job. And since we won that game, we felt confident that we can uh, give Albin a week or two more to 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 rest and, and get prepared for, for the playoffs. Um, and then, unfortunately, Jacob got hurt against you guys, and Albin was forced in late in the first half, um, Uh, uh, and uh, then we struggled because we got hit quite hard the first couple of drives, so we protected him and only had him on third downs. Uh, But they gave him a week to prepare against Tabby, so Tabby was his first real game. Uh, Yeah, and
0: and, and you guys came out and scored a lot of points in that game. You put up a lot of points.
1: Yes, I can't remember the score, thirty. 34-23 Thirty-four, two, twenty-three, or something. Yes, that was yeah. the score. Thirty. But we were able to. I think we passed pretty much all touchdowns. I think we had five touchdowns, almost three hundred yards. So we were able to open up the passing game more, of course. And that's that's the difference with a young quarterback and, and a quarterback that's a little more experienced than. Uh, um, so that that gave us a different dimension than we had the first couple of games, uh, for understandable reasons.
0: Um, I, I hope uh, Osaid is hearing that, that you guys ha- actually had a tremendous passing game in that <laughs> game.
1: <laughs> but against Gothenburg, they shut us down and we weren't successful. So we, that's something we have to work on. Um, but we had more than one completion, so I just want to lift that again. <laughs> since, since he predicted zero <laughs> completions in that game. so. <laughs> uh,
0: do you have any... Uh... Any sort of points uh, about how you can be more success- successful against uh, Gothenburg this time around?
1: Yeah, but I, I think the, the losing team always has the advantage because they have more to work on uh, and correct. Um, and, I, and I think we also have an advantage in terms of the way we can prepare. I, I, I'm quite surprised how good they got things to work in Gothenburg after the first couple of games um, with having two rosters with three hours between and still be able to play that good of football. That's really good. Um, So for us, we need to utilize the the time here with, and of course we got two extra by.
0: Oh, I lost you again.
1: My phone goes to sleep mode here and then it it gets kicked out. (laughs) No, I I said we, (laughs) We got two extra bye weeks here because of you. Because every time, yeah, both Yeovil and Tiras are pulled out when they were supposed to play you guys, so they gave us two extra bye weeks in the end of the season uh, to oh. prepare for. Yeah, I, I
0: don't, I don't, I don't know if that's some curse ha- hanging over us that everyone is withdrawing right before the game against us, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Kishan flu. flew. Uh...
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't get it.
1: I don't get it. <laughs> oh. No, so, I mean, we've had a month to prepare and and, and we've had some good practices and, and uh, we will be fired up to to go down and, and, and meet them and, and do our best and um, see what we can do.
0: When when was the last time you guys played a game then?
1: That was Goth- the Gothenburg game. Um,
0: oh, so yeah, it's, it's the same weekend we played AIK. Yeah, no, I mean, the 17th, yeah. <laughs> it, you're right. It's a lot of time to prepare, but... There's also something to uh, not really being in game shape. Like yeah, if you're three, three or four weeks out of having games, it it can get a bit weird when you get thrown back out there because it's so long between games, you get totally out of rhythm as a team.
1: No, I agree. And, and that's something we have to start fast because you can't take a hold for yourself early in the game. That's, that's Then you're going to have to chase... And of course, when you play a team against Gothenburg, you don't have that many possessions because they run a lot and the clock goes fast on 10-minute quarters or 12-minute quarters. So that's, you have to be ready from the beginning, um, for
0: sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they've had a tremendous running attack. And I, I'm not sure. I, I think Tabby might have been the only team that was somewhat successful in shutting that down.
1: They ran a little less of the heavy formation against them, and I wonder if they did that to prepare for what's coming. Um, so they did. They did more of their regular offense in that game.
0: Yeah, I, I I do understand from them that they were like trying some new things out, and they were throwing the ball more than they normally would. And yeah, yeah, you have a good point there. There's something to that. They were doing some. But T- Tabby played a good game, not,
1: not taking anything away from them. They played a good team and they won, so they they had a good game. Oh, time. yeah, a-
0: absolutely. T- Tabby, I-, I think they have just gotten better and better throughout the season. I mean, they they started as a pretty good sound team who looked pretty good out there. And as as time has gone on, the season has gone on, I think they've looked sharper and sharper yeah. each week. So I, okay. I I think we're gonna have to play a really disciplined game uh, against Tabby if we want to have a chance to win that one because they're they're a good team and it looked last I saw of them it looked like everything is just syncing up for them.
1: Yeah, no, they're very well coached. They've always been, and uh, Sebastian Brinkenfeld and the team they have done a fantastic job with them. So uh, they are thin though, and I've been. Uh, I've been waiting for them to get some injuries, and I think they were only 16 dressed or something like that against AIK. They might have rested some players, so that could be something that will hurt them. Um, but we'll, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I understood. Uh, there were yeah. I think I think they only have like 18 guys on their mm-hmm. roster. So th- three or more injuries, and you're in deep trouble with a, a thin roster like that. Mm-hmm.
1: So that'll be an interesting game as well to see you guys play them, and for you guys to get finally get a, a role game. So I don't really <laughs> uh, feel sorry solif- sorry for you to actually have to travel a bit. <laughs> no, I, I,
0: I, I, I get it. it we it, well, it, in one way it was we, in one way we lucked out not having to travel to Yavle, but in another way we we missed having that travel experience and getting those significant reps against Javla. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I wish we would have gone on that trip. Yeah. But yeah, we, we were kind of lucky. We had our uh, first uh, our first game was a road game only an hour away. And then the rest turned out to be home games because of how things went.
1: Yeah. yeah. Though we were joking when we watched the AIK game. We said that now the, the people in Kristianstvo is quite upset when the points started to uh, quickly <laughs> add up to close to 43 so that's uh...
0: I mean yeah na- naturally we wanted to play the game at home because you you, you get more of your fans at the game and yeah. you uh, you don't have to put out the expenses to go travel what six hours on bus stay at a hotel uh, all, all, all of that is just it, it, it costs a bunch and yeah. you don't get your fans and you're on another field like it's better to be at home but we're definitely not afraid of the challenge of going there and we're we're ready to bring this team on the road
1: so it'll be interesting to see that will be uh like you said there will be two good games
0: what what do you say Theo? should we make sure it's uh two road, road teams uh winning this next weekend we,
1: yeah. we, we, we try hard to do our part we'll see <laughs> I'm, I'm so scared to predict anything here that's just gonna come back and blow us blows us in our face again so that's
0: uh... hey if the call star, that that's been a, a final match uh, quite a few times uh, I think we can go for another
1: one well I wouldn't say no to that so I wouldn't say no to tab either so we'll we will hey. be prepared <laughs>
0: Do you do you know is, is the final being played in Kalsta? We
1: we applied for it. We were the only one that applied for that game. We have a brand new stadium. So the old school Tingvala where where we played for many years is is being closed down and the new arena Solsta arena is opening up opened up actually end of September. So we applied for it, but we're still waiting for feedback from from our förbunden and see if we can get the contract and all that signed up. But if we aren't to make it and let's say it's Limhamma, Göteborg and, and, and you guys I don't think you guys want to go to Calsta to play that game. So I guess it's something that needs to be discussed when we know who makes it.
0: Yeah, I, w- I was a bit confused because on the website earlier it, the they had the, the arena down as well the one in Calsta but now it's Back to saying TBD, so yeah. I was just a bit confused as to what was going on there.
1: I think we have to be cost efficient in this. I mean, it's uh, it doesn't make sense to have teams travel that far if they don't make it um, uh, to the finals. Uh, not for U19. Uh, plus, the audience will be a lot less too. So, uh, I'm
0: I'm not sure. Uh, Maybe may in cost, but but I'm I'm thinking I wouldn't have anything against. Both teams go like anywhere but say if they go to Stockholm then I think quite a few people do show up anyway. Yep, yep. I, I remember when I was a U19 player we went up to uh, Uppsala in the final in 2016 and like th- the entire rig program was uh, sitting on the bleachers. Anyone who was not an Uppsala mm-hmm. player was sitting mm-hmm. on the bleachers mm-hmm. from the, that school and like it, it was a fun atmosphere and we we got a lot of people to go up and uh, of course Uppsala had a lot of people there so I, I think you can still get that even if you're not playing on anyone's home turf
1: yeah true so but we'll see we'll uh, we're ready to host it if, if, if it's uh, required or, or, or you know de- depending on the discussion we have with with Sveta uh, and we'll see what happens
0: well that that sounds Sounds good to me. I mean, I I'd, I'd be happy, happy to go to Cowboys again. Hey. I'm not sure if I've been there since uh, 2015 on actually
1: the the championship game.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I was playing receiver and I could literally not hear my quarterback uh, because of the crowd at Tingmal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That uh, was a good game. That was you guys were up big in the first half, I think, and then uh, Costa the turned around and won with one point, I think, in the second half or something like that. It was yeah, a-
0: so, so many missed opportunities in that game. I mean, we definitely dominated the first half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we missed the scoring on two red zone attempts, but we were still up fourteen to nothing. And the first drive of the third quarter, we also come out and extend the lead to twenty to nothing. And after that, our offense—we don't do anything.
1: You got conservative, Colsta, if I remember you right, and got a little yeah. smart playing the clock, but it didn't work out.
0: <laughs> no, because that just drive by drive ate their way back into this game. But yeah, yeah that- I'm uh, I'm very very much looking forward to uh, the semifinal matchups coming up. Uh,
1: It would be cool to, to see it. some more previews and, and hype around the U19. I, I think that's something I missed with this year because I think it's a really good product. If you look at the games that have been played, it's been tight games, most of them, good football. And it's the, the future stars for Sweden coming out also. Um, so I'm a little disappointed that not more teams take opportunity to market it. Um, that's something I'd like to see for the future. If we're gonna, we talked about growth early in the program here.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, U- U19 to me has always been like the most fun age group to follow because you have the whole, you're playing in, in a national series, you're going, you're, you're playing for a national championship and uh, the kids are like right at that age where they, they're they going into adulthood but not quite there. But it, it's, yeah, the, the future stars of the sport and it's just an age where you you want to see guys develop, and I just think there's something to the atmosphere. It seems like people take U19 more ser- seriously than uh, any other age group, and it's it's unfortunate that we don't get more people uh, hyping it up.
1: But uh, kudos to you guys. You do a great job with the pod. So. Oh, thanks, man. We look forward I mean, to every Thursday to listen to it. See if we can get <laughs> some insights for the coming week.
0: <laughs> I mean, me, me and Aside, we both said that U19 is our favorite age age group of football here. And uh and like we're hosting the podcast, so like hell. <laughs> if it's going on, we're gonna talk about it because good. Good. we enjoy talking about it.
1: <laughs> keep keep up the good work.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. And uh before uh before I let you go, uh, we have a few questions that we normally ask uh, our guests, uh, and I'd like to see uh, your answers to these questions. So uh, I think there are like three questions, One, maybe one that's a two-parter, but yeah, we'll go with the first one here. What sure. is your favorite football concept?
1: Ooh, you're thinking about the offense here, Uh, you being an offensive-minded guy.
0: Um, I'm thinking offense or defense. It can be like a coverage or a line stunt or some sort of a blitz on defense or on offense it can be a run concept, a pass concept, anything.
1: I would say the smash concept then if I have to pick something. Um, I like the the air raid and and the passing. and uh, um, It's more exciting with the ball in the air than it's on the ground.
0: And what do you like about the smash concept specifically? So the, the smash concept traditionally is a hitch from the outside receiver and then a slot or a tight end or someone runs a corner out yeah, on the and inside. Then, and
1: you get these nice little toe drags uh, along the sidelines and, and uh, nice <laughs> catches. So that's the, the cool thing, I think, about it. And it's effective, too.
0: What, what coverage do you like it against best?
1: I mean, it works on pretty much everything. I think, man, we, we like to get man set up against us uh, because then it's player on player uh, and then you have to beat your guy to get to the ball. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that corner out can work pretty darn well against man. It de- kind of depends on how you want to run it. But if you have a receiver who's good at getting separation at the break, then smash can work pretty well against man. Tr- Traditionally, it's seen as a... Cover two beater where you you squeeze the corner out between the corner and the safety. But yeah, so the second question. Oh no, now I'm having to ask uh, the questions Osai normally asks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Will there be a completion? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: What is your uh, favorite football uniform? that you have ever seen or used or been a part of somehow. Uh, it can be anything.
1: I can't say the Costa Crusaders colors on us too. That's too easy. But I, I'm a Saints fan and I like the gold, the black and gold. Um, that's, that's my favorite.
0: Okay, so we're going with the black and gold of uh, Nola. Um, yes. I, I, I think they've got good, pretty good uniforms. I have to... I have to agree there <laughs> okay so uh, the more uh, controversial questions here i think uh, you may not be able to answer these perfectly as a coach but what position in football do you believe requires the least amount of skill
1: to play <laughs> uh, i think that's the, the the cool thing about football because you need skill in every position Um uh the least amount you know whatever I say here I'm going to piss someone off uh, <laughs> I'll say holder then
0: the holder okay <laughs> I mean if your holder fucks up then uh, you're losing a point Every, ah, time, well, there's, every one time kick, there's one thing
1: to keep track of there's one thing to keep track of
0: you have to catch the ball and then you have to set it down and then you have to spin the ball so the laces aren't out
1: but you don't have to run <laughs> you don't have to do anything It's just sit there and and <laughs> catch and put it down
0: yeah i i get it i get it uh, my, my favorite answer to that question was uh i think the very first time we asked it to our coach in kipans joshua kofed we asked we asked the same question he said that uh, the the guy who goes up to hold on kickoffs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> true but like when like when the wind's blowing, someone has to go hold the ball. And he says that position requires the least amount of skill. That, that's my favorite answer so yeah. far.
1: <laughs> On the yellow cone. But, yeah.
0: but yeah, the, the, the inverse then. Uh, what what position in football requires the most amount of skill to
1: play? Um, I think quarterback is the obvious answer or the easiest to say. But I, uh, you know, the more you get involved in football, the more I appreciate the lineman. Uh, on what they have to do, um, the O lineman, um, and that's a position that we only see when they screw up. But all the stuff that goes into to their execution and the physical part of it, um, um, it requires more and more intelligence. The more, the, the higher the advanced the advancement of the football. So the more advanced football you play, the more it requires from your O line um, to make it work. So that's something i've been appreciating more and more uh the more i get involved in football but quarterback i think in terms of its single position that's a easy answer
0: uh, i i i i really like you, your answer there. Uh, those those big boys don't get get enough credit credit and uh i mean th- that that's usually where you win games it's it's certainly where we've won our games this year. Shout out to my brother, who's the O-line coach, Niklas. He's doing a tremendous guy, uh, job with our guys up front. But is, is there anything on the offensive line, any position in particular, or uh, any single skill that you think is very difficult that they have to do? <sighs>
1: I think, it's like everything else, every position has. If you play tackle and you play in U19 Thomas Collins, you're going to have to have a great game to be able to control him. Uh, if you're inside and, and you play your guy there, uh, what's his name, Oscar, then you have to be prepared and be fast to handle him. Um, so I see them as a unit. I think they, they really have to work as a unit, those five, because if you fail... And the chemistry there is so important on your O line because you have four doing the, a great job, and then you have the fifth doing something else. It's not going to work, and your your defensive the defense opponent is going to figure that out. Where's the weak point, and they're going to attack it. So yeah. it's, it's a unit thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean that that's a great shout because if if one guy fucks up on the O line, that might ruin the entire play, or very likely will ret- ruin the entire yeah. play. So. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a, an important point to make. But with that, I'd uh, like to thank you a lot for uh, joining the pod today, Pia.
1: Thank you. It was uh, fun to be a part of it.
0: Uh, a, a bit of a fun fact. Up at Duke's tourney uh, this year, me and Pia, we uh, refed a few games together.
1: True, true. That was a cool, cool thing to help out. And uh I think that was required because there were not many refs out there <laughs> that weekend. I don't know how many games you had to ref that weekend. There was quite a few.
0: Yeah, I, I think I had less of a load than most of the other guys, but yeah, some some of those refs were working their asses off yeah. up there. And okay. uh, yeah, yeah, I I uh I would uh encourage everyone to uh become a ref next year because uh, we're, uh, we we don't have many of them and we need more.
1: No refs, no games.
0: Exactly. Well, again, thanks a lot for uh, joining the pod today. And uh, to all the people listening, please go follow our Instagram account. We're at Gridirons of Europe. Follow our Twitter account. We're at Gridirons Europe. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Bye-bye.